Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast, where every single Tuesday we interview a new guest to talk about topics to help you craft your own fit life. The title Stop Chasing Skinny comes from my own personal tagline of life begins when you stop chasing skinny. You see, I spent many years running many miles, taking many classes, and trying many diets, but none of those worked. So finally, I got down to the business of understanding what really matters. And it's not just about how much exercise you can do or how little you can eat. It's everything else that goes into it. So I created this podcast to help you so you can craft your own fit life. Every single Tuesday, you can listen to an interview with a guest. And now every Friday, you can listen to me a second time where I take questions you have sent to me and I spend about 15 minutes answering them. You can even feed your brain this nourishing brain food by listening while you're cooking, commuting, cleaning, walking the dog, or just about anything else, because that is how we craft a fit life. So let's get on with the show. Today's episode is with Amy Smith. Amy is a repeat guest because she was that good the first time around. She has a really great workshop coming up that starts tomorrow, so we wanted to bring that to you. I do have to give a little disclaimer. Usually this show doesn't have any colorful language in it. This one does. That's why it is marked explicit. So she is great. She really gets to the point. She helps you figure out why you're doing what you do, how to stop doing some of the negative behaviors that you're doing. And really, I just loved her whole message about not people pleasing. So we're going to get past the not people pleasing and on to bigger and better things in this episode, but we will include the link to her first episode with us. So without any more delay, let's get to the episode. So welcome to the show, Amy. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we had such a good time before, so I'm so excited about this. So we're just going to jump right into all of these topics that we've talked about before. You really specialize in this whole shit talker thing and kicking that person out, right? So what is our inner shit talker? Well, this is something that I think we hear a lot in kind of the personal development movement, and you probably see a lot of stuff around inner talk. And there's always kind of a different name for it in psychology. A lot of times they refer to it as the ego. Uh, You might hear saboteur, inner critic is really common. I like to think of it as kind of this personal part of me that just talks a lot of shit because I'm kind of a sassy ass. So (laughs) that's (laughs) what always made sense to me. But really what it is, is it's if, if we really want to talk about it from a primitive psychological standpoint, it's a piece of our human psyche that is ultimately just designed to keep us safe. And that sounds really odd. Like, why does it take berating myself and telling myself how awful I am in order to keep me safe? But the deal with it is that even though it's super uncomfortable to be a people pleaser or to be super mean to yourself, it's also very familiar. We know how to do that. We know how to beat ourselves up. It's in, in essence comfortable and there's a safety element to that. So if we can stay there, there's no risk, there's no jeopardy to our safety. So it's almost like if you can think about Uh, a best friend that you have that just has horrible communication skills and they don't want you to go after anything because God, what if you fail? And oh my gosh, what if you make a mess of yourself? So it's essentially this voice that's going like, no, 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 let's play small 
So how can I get her or him to play small? Let's just talk shit Mm. so that we don't have to be in jeopardy. So when I really understood what was happening on kind of a psychological basis, I could have a lot more compassion for that voice because it's just trying to keep me safe. It's just a horrible communicator. That I've never heard explained like that. That's great. Well, I think there's also, you know, we think about like, let's get rid, let's eradicate that voice. And that's like saying, yeah, hate a piece of yourself. Like it's totally fine to hate your thighs. It's like, no, you can not be happy with the weight you are, or you can not love your circumstance, but that's no reason to not love who you are as a human, right? So it's the same essence. Like you don't have to love talking shit to yourself, but you still need to love that piece of you. I almost, I like to parallel it to a child. Like sometimes you want to smack that kid across the room, (laughs) but you never stop loving that child, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and too, like if you can remove that, that barrier, there are so many more opportunities, right? That's right. And I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen the Family Guy episode where Stewie, the little, the son is pulling at his mom's coat and he's just kind of going, mom, mommy, mom, 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 mommy, mom, mom, mom. And it's just incessant. And finally she's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, hi, you know, and that, (laughs) that is exactly what happens with our internal conversation. It's that little voice that's going, pay attention, pay attention. We're in danger. We're in danger. This is too risky. This is too risky. Amy, 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 Amy. And if I just ignore it, it keeps going. And so there's this piece of us that needs to be heard. Like, Hey, I get it. You're scared of us going after this goal. You're scared of speaking up with your family where I get it. And that's okay. And we're not operating from that place. So sometimes it's just acknowledging that kind of vortex that's happening inside of your mind. Oh, that's, yeah. And especially when you tie it to fear, a lot of times we, uh, we can see certain fears and then other times we don't, we don't see those fears. And I've also read that the fear of success can stop us more than a lot of other fears even. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all about what, that particular thought that we have, what we make it mean. So if we have a thought about success and then we follow it up with some sort of meaning, like if I reach this ele- reach this element of success as far as income, let's say, in my business, mm-hmm. that must mean all of my relatives are going to want just want to borrow money and you know what I mean? So, or we say, if I reach this certain level of success, then I won't have any time for my family. So it's the truth that we create. So that could be a fear around success. It could be a fear around failure, but it's whatever that thought is, that initial sort of um, concept. And then what the meaning that we attach to it, the truth that we make it mean. Yeah, so kind of what you're saying is that these shit talkers kind of show up in other ways, huh? They do. They they're slippery, you know, and it's <laughs> it's like the more evolved you get, so does your inner psyche, right? Like it's all just a part of us. So the more adept you get at understanding this piece of you, 
the more slippery and couth your inner critic becomes. So a lot of times when you're in the very beginnings of identifying how you speak to yourself, you'll notice that you're really mean, you know, and it's very biting. It's very acerbic. It's you're so ugly. You're incompetent. You're not enough. You're not valuable. And so it's really biting, scathing. But then I've noticed that as people evolve, a lot of times their inner critic will start saying things that are just straight up disempowering, like that's not the nature of the economy or that doesn't seem very realistic or I think you're not playing it safe. And so there's these words and these statements that we say to ourselves that aren't necessarily horrendous, but they're just straight up disempowering. They still keep you inactive. And then there's also, I think, a, a, a next level, and this is something that I feel considerably, is where my inner shit talker kind of communicates to me through emotion. So the way that shows up is I might be on Facebook, which is like the trigger of all triggers for everybody, right? Good Lord, I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's when we're like, oh, my life sucks compared to everybody. Everybody's right. highlight reel. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Because nobody's like, guess what? My marriage is failing and I talk shit to myself all day. Like nobody's going to put that on Facebook, right? Some people do and then they're criticized for being the negative Nancy. So, I mean, you lose, you lose. (laughs) That's true. But I would say it's it's far more common that we try to put up a facade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, so for me, if I'm scrolling through and I see all sorts of people with their business successes or, you know, cause for me right now at this particular stage of my life, that tends to be my biggest trigger. It's not really relationships or um, body image as much now it used to be, yeah. but now my big entry point for that inner critic to come get me is around business. So if I'm seeing somebody that I deem quote successful, I don't necessarily get a barrage of commentary in my mind. I get a feeling And it's like a sinking in the pit of my stomach feeling where it's kind of this blanket of they're successful, you're not, or you won't be, or you can't. And it's, but it's not necessarily words. It's, it's a sinking feeling. So we can get all of this messaging, you know, emotions are just messaging. That's it. It, but until we unpack that, everything that we think, everything that we feel is just true. It's just true to us because why wouldn't it be? So we, you know, it's true that you'll never be that successful. It's true that you're a fat ass. It's true that you're lazy. It's true you're incompetent because that is, that's the nature of our minds and how it works. So until you dissolve that a little bit, that's your reality. And we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. SK Fit Life also has downloadable programs, including Fitness Model Labs, a 30-day meal plan and recipe download, 52 weeks of high-intensity interval training routines, a supplementation guide download, vision board planning toolkit, and much more. Check them out under the shop tab on the website. And welcome back. So now, in dissolving this, because I, um, you know, I often struggle with, especially say for fitness, um, but I mean, this could relate to anything. 
when somebody like where where is that line where you look at somebody else's success, whether it's uh, business or physical or whatever, you look at that success and you use that for motivation and inspiration. And where does it cross the line? And now you are feeling defeated. And what should somebody do when they start feeling this way? I mean, do you continue to look at it more because you think it might motivate motivate you more, or is that point? it's it's not serving you so maybe you shouldn't look at it so much what is your take on that oh that's a great question i personally feel that one of our greatest barometers for what we need to do is our emotions so again if we look at kind of like a psychological primitive uh messaging emotion we just really want to feel good that's the deal all of our behavior is motivated by either the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. So when people come to me, for example, they don't say, I really need to understand my core belief system or I really need to understand my core values. They go, I just want to be fucking happy. Why? Because we are in pursuit of, we just want to feel good. So the same can be true for listening to your emotions because they will give you messaging. So if I'm looking at something like that, and my first initial response is to feel sad and depressed, I can go, okay, wait a minute. That might not be healthy for me to inundate myself with. So I can, there's a lot of power in the awareness though, in stopping and going, wait a minute, am I motivated by viewing other people's success or does it only send me into that negative emotional place? And then it's about making choices that fuel you the best. So some people love that and they do get a high or a rush and they go, if they can do it, I can do it. And so the emotion is much more empowered. So you would have to really listen to how you feel. And then I think there's other people who you might be in a fragile place where Seeing that sort of stimuli or even, you know, maybe watching certain programming on television sends you into a place where it makes your job harder. It makes it harder for you to be kind to yourself. So that's when you go, okay, let me make it easy on myself and eliminate the stuff that makes me feel awful. And so just getting rid of that stimuli a little bit gives you the opportunity to step back a little bit and go, wait a minute. Okay. What was I making that mean? That's one of my favorite tools to use. Oh, that's good. Because a lot of times what you're doing when we go into compare and despair like that is we're making it mean that if they're successful, I can't be. Right? Mm. So we're it's kind of an either or. If they are, I must not be able to. But you need to kind of sit with that and look at it. And sometimes we can't sit with that and look at it if we're inundated with comparison, yeah. you know, if we're caught in that comparison spiral. So I would, I would really advise people to look at how does it make you feel and just set up yourself for a little bit more successfully by eliminating the things that chronically make you feel like shit. Like if you get, you know, a, a good friend of mine would always get the Victoria's Secrets magazine. Yeah. In the ma- yep. And that was highly triggering for mm-hmm. her. And could she assert herself and look through and really focus on it's okay, you can love your body? Of course she could, but that would make her job a shit ton harder. It's like, why do that? (laughs) Just remove the magazine. (laughs) Yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> Hide the news feed. Do whatever you need to do until you can really maneuver through that stimuli without having this inundation of negative self-talk. It's just setting yourself. It's like it's like an alcoholic be like, oh, let me just go to a bar and I'm just going to hang out. Right. It's like, Oh, that's going to make it so much harder for you. Terrible idea. Yeah, because I, I had um, I had a client that I consulted with, and her thing was, how did you get past measuring macronutrients? How do you, how do you just eat to live? And so we spent a whole hour talking about a lot of this stuff. And I think the the biggest question and the most, I guess, eye-opening piece for her was when I said, when do you feel the need to count your stuff? Mm. And she said, it's when I see my competitive, my fit, my competitive fitness friends on Facebook. I was like, you need to block that. <laughs> you can yep. just hide that from your newsfeed. It doesn't trigger you. You don't feel the need to do that. Um, but I think that that's not a, it's not, it's kind of counterintuitive because people, especially in, in business, in health and fitness, all that, we are always, you know, you must need more motivation. You must, it just must be more motivation. So I love your message of no, maybe you just don't need that stimulus at the moment. Well, I think it's also really understanding how you are motivated and we, Fear, comparison is definitely a motivator, but it feels like shit. So how would your life be different if you could be motivated and feel good? Like what if you were motivated from a place of self-care, of impact, of um, betterment, of strength? And it was all about what you wanted to cultivate. And so you were getting out there doing a kick-ass workout because you were coming from a place of, I love my body instead of, I need to beat so-and-so on Facebook. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I think we also think that if we eliminate the way in which we've always been motivated through fear or comparison, that we'll all of a sudden be lazy asses. And that's not true. If you're motivated, if you, if you're a goal getter, if you're a high achiever, the difference is you'll stop feeling like shit as you go through the goal attainment instead of feeling awful about yourself, like I need to beat that person or not enough, not enough. You, you're proud of your accomplishment and you want to keep going for more. So it's just a different fuel that's in the tank of the car. You can still get there. That's awesome. You're just going to flip that script. So let's talk a little bit more about how you suggest creating this new truth for yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I get all worked up. Every time I do interviews, I have to like shed pieces of clothing because I get so sweaty. (laughs) So funny. I seriously just took off my sweatshirt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I get worked up because it's, I'm so passionate about it because I did not live like this. I did not have this. So I want everybody out there to understand that if you're operating in a place that's your internal talk is like 90% negative. It's about slowly whittling that away and changing the ratio. So just know it's baby steps. This is, you know, being this empowered person that you're listening to, this was not overnight. This was decades in the creation. So I like to just give that as a, a slight disclaimer that that it is a process. It's a journey. Yeah. So the deal with your internal conversation, like I was talking about earlier, is that unless we unravel it or look at it, 
it will always just be true. It's true that you're incompetent, you're not good enough, you're whatever the language is. Mm -hmm. But when we start looking at it, we're able to say, oh, wait a minute. No, that is not true. Or, or it doesn't have to be an absolute. So let's take the example of, uh, let's say fitness, right? This might be a major trigger for the people listening, right? So your first item of business is to look at what is the massive conversation, the continual conversation in my mind? What is the focal point? Some people it's parenting. Some people it's their weight or body image. Some people it's all fitness. Some people it's their career or intimate relationships. Sometimes it's all, all of them. Yeah. But usually we have one that hurts the most. Mm. We have one that's more potent. And that's typically where we're the most cruel to ourselves. So your first item of business is to notice what's the, what is that topic? What is that big trigger? And then the next step is to really look at what is that internal conversation? What are those phrases? What are those go-to statements that I tend to say to myself, you're not enough. You'll never attain that. Uh, you, you never work out hard enough. Uh, you're not as good as so-and-so like, what are those barrage of statements that come through your mind because you have to identify those first before we can say okay no that's just not true right yeah. it's just been true up until now because with all of that stuff could you prove without a shadow of a doubt that you're not good enough no what is that that doesn't even exist <laughs> that's our own label because if I were to ask everybody out there, like, what is good enough? What is pretty enough? What is smart enough? We would all have massively different answers. And those answers would change over time. Why? Because we create them. We're the ones who say, here's the measurement. I need to attain this law degree. And now I need to make partner. Or now I need to, whatever. Or I've lost this much weight. Now I need to do this Ironman. Or now I need to compete. Um on the, the, in the competition circuit. Now we need, and we change that measurement of enoughness, right? So yeah. the reason I need you to understand that and hear that is you are creating it. You're the one creating that measurement. So we can now say, Hey, I'm enough just as is. And here's a goal I want to attain. So it becomes a separation of your self-worth and these things that you want to achieve. But unless you start unpacking that, it's like, it's just true that you'll never be good enough. And, you know, I have, I actually have a, a workshop that's coming up and this is something that just your audience is hearing about it right now. No, thank not you. Even being, <laughs> not even being announced until tomorrow, but uh, I'm doing a much deeper dive into a lot of this stuff around worthiness and, and identifying your triggers and how to catch that voice so that you can start changing it. Yeah. And it's totally free, completely complimentary, but it is, you're going to want to have your pen and paper out. It's not like a do it while you're working out thing. Like you need to get your right. ass. Yeah. You know. I've already put it on my calendar and, uh, and I've already signed up for it. So well, I'll be yeah. there with you. <laughs> So if you're interested, you can go to thejoyjunkie.com slash Stephanie and you will get 
instant access to the all of the goodies and we will uh, be taking you know taking you on this much deeper dive into a lot of this stuff but I wanted to just mention that in case you're listening and going oh my god I do I need more around this sense of self-worth and how to not equate it with with you know, these goals that I want to achieve, like, how do I untangle those things? Yeah, because you're right. I mean, like, everything that we're talking about here sounds like you need a workbook with it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because there there are, it's like a step by step thing. And it's like this self discovery process. And, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm sure some like ideas are coming up in people's heads. But then what do I do? How do I, how do I kind of organize that and like, break it down? And like you said, unpack it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Have you signed up for the 10 day jumpstart program yet? It's free. The SK Fit Life 10 day jumpstart program is 10 days of emailed lessons straight in your inbox. All of my best lessons straight to you for free. Go to www.skfitlife.com slash free 10 day. R-E-E-1-0-D-A-Y. See you there. And welcome back. I was just going to say, so just to kind of wrap up what, what you had asked me earlier, the first item of business, just if you want something to take away right now, identify what that major category is where you tend to be the most cruel. Take a good day or two. Uh, just a day or two and either record on a piece of paper or on like voice notes on an app on your phone or something like that. This, the specifics of the phrasing that you've heard go off in your mind. And then you want to choose a rebuttal, something that you want to say instead of what you have been saying. And it doesn't have to be the opposite. Like if you've been saying, God, you're such a fat ass or you're so lazy, you don't have to say you're so productive and skinny. Like you, <laughs> you, that feels like a big bullshit lie. Right. You just have to say something that feels better, which oh, again, good. we're digging way into in, in that workshop too. Yeah. And I mean, what you just said right there too, almost reminds me of like when somebody's struggling with, with their food and I say, okay, well, why don't you keep a food log? Cause I know what happens when you keep a food log. Yes. There is this this moment of pause where you have to think about, do I want to eat that? Because of, do I want to write it down? And right. so, you know, like that identifies it right there where you're like, you know, you're just bumping along eating whatever. And then you're like, oh, crap, I got to write that down. Well, same thing with the thoughts. You know, they're firing off left and right. And then when you sit down and write it down, you're like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> right. And mm. it's funny because my, my students and clients will – will laugh at me because they know that one of my phrases is awareness is the win. Awareness is the win. And it's because you can't, it's same thing with the food journal. You cannot identify what's causing the problem. Like, holy shit, I have a gluten allergy. (laughs) Oh my God. Got to get rid of that dairy or that makes me lethargic. You, you can't create those changes until you really create the awareness around what's happening but I'm sure you deal with this too we don't want to hear that right we don't want to do that no just give me a plan just tell me just tell me just tell me what to do and I'll do it but kind of only if it doesn't require writing it down right right (laughs) so but the the thing that's so awesome and I'm sure you see this too it's like the minute you do everything kind of unlocks and you go oh that doesn't have to be the way I eat 
or, oh my God, I don't have to say that to myself anymore. And the next time you eat that thing or you're posed with the idea of eating that thing or you start to hear that internal conversation, you go, oh my gosh, and you're way more aware of it instead of it just needing to be true or just the way you operate. You can go, oh, wait a minute. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. And once you put in the work for that that specific time, you don't have to always continue to food journal and journal your thoughts and your feelings because now you've kind of reprogrammed yourself to have like you're operating on a much different level and and things are are automated in the good way versus maybe not such a good way yes that's exactly right so let's talk a little bit about um this positive this thinking positive or or affirmations because like you said earlier you know you may sit there and be like oh complete opposite but you also now you're adding on i'm full of shit to that so right. what what are your thoughts on these and how do you what do you think are they good how do they work well uh i like I like the idea of affirmation mm -hmm. and, but there's, this is the deal. You have to, when you say something like I am valuable as I am, or I am enough, or I am a beautiful spirit or whatever you want to say to yourself, you have to say that repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again until you really, really believe it. What I've found is that for most people, the kickback at the very beginning is so strong of that is such a lie that they stop with the repetition because it just feels ridiculous. So it's almost like going from A to Z. And I think there's ways to kind of go from A to B to C, to, you know? Yeah. So I love that idea. I just don't think it's very applicable for most people, especially if you're newer to this idea of analyzing your own thoughts. It's thought work, right? It's like fitness for your mind. Yeah. And if you're not ready to be on that, like, you know, white on rice, that's, that feels like this massive jump. So again, I think it all comes back to how you feel when you say that, does it create, you know, if you say I am enough, is everything in you kicking back and going, that's fucking stupid. That's a lie. Or does it create an element of relief? Like, ah, yeah, I like that idea. Your emotions again are messaging. So you can tap into that and go, no, that does, that feels good. I'm going to say that. But if there's this massive kickback, then you might want to use something else to say to yourself that just feels better than what you have been saying, you know, taking sort of like a baby step there. That's awesome. So I feel like this might be one of those things in the free workshop that you have coming up too. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I want to give everybody kind of like a little snippet of what it's about, but I termed a concept called progressive language. And it's the idea that instead of saying something like, I am so beautiful, or I really value my body, or I love who I am, or I, I believe in my intelligence. Instead of saying that, you would use a, a term that is, it's more like a, I'm on my way. So something like, I am rediscovering what it means to love my body, or I am open to embracing my competence, or um, my, uh, I am creating awareness around how I speak to myself. So it's, it's saying like, I'm not there yet 
I don't feel confident saying like, I'm amazing, but I can say I'm exploring what amazing looks like. You know, it's like, instead of saying I'm an asshat, I'm an idiot. I, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) I might laugh out loud if I call myself an asshat though. (laughs) For me, that's kind of funny. (laughs) But I have a whole, I have a whole formula around it. So we're going to do a deeper exploration of that in the workshop where we look at your particular trigger area, how you want to feel, and then run it through this formula so that you can create, I like to call it the mantra maker, you know, create a mantra that you can actually buy into instead of feeling like it's a lie. So you don't have all that crazy kickback when you go to use it. Yeah. So just one final thing. Um, I, I, I want people to realize too that when we have all, we struggle through getting a lot of like, when we struggle getting through these things that we were just talking about, uh, I think a lot of people think that we should know how to navigate this um, because we're emotions and we're people. But I have to say, it's only been, I mean, it's a luxury to get to pay attention to our emotions and our feelings because it's only been the past couple hundred years that we haven't been like, like doing everything in our power just to live. So at this right. point, life is like, you know, it's kind of automated. It's not hard to eat and stay warm and, and keep animals from eating us. So now we yeah. have all this time <laughs> in our head. So I, I think, you know, that's that's something new for us as humans. But I think a lot of times we just put it in the category of like, well, we've engineered all these other things to work. Why don't we why don't we work just as well? Right. Yeah, that's that's so great there. And it's interesting because we can we can really look at things like our in my business. I talk a lot about people pleasing mm. and that whole concept of making others happy is a iteration of our primitive desire to belong. Like even if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of the, our primal needs is a sense of belonging. Why? Because that would ensure our survival, right? Yeah. So we, we have tons of stuff that still our fear response. We are, we experience heart racing and stuff like that when we are not about to be eaten by a lion we feel you know what i mean we feel that oh, yeah. just like standing facebook up facebook can do that <laughs> right but that's not we're it's designed to keep us out of danger we're not really in danger looking at facebook but we still might have the same physiological responses so i think there's an element of massive compassion for me when i really understood that like oh this is how i'm wired and i can choose different behavior that was massively empowering to me. But then even if we look at socially, we don't teach kids how to deal with fear. We right. don't teach them how to deal with internal self-talk. We talk about algebra and PE <laughs> and shit like that that doesn't matter. And we a don't lot say, of suck it up. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of don't cry, don't yeah. feel your emotions. So please know that even now, being in such a progressive society, you know, that we think is so progressive, there's still a lot of cards that are stacked against us. And it's not an excuse, but it's definitely something to be aware of that I think it takes far more courage to actually look at this shit than it does to continue working on autopilot. That's way easier. And most people choose that. Mm -hmm. So be compassionate for your journey because how else would you know this? Like, unless you sought it out, you know? Yeah. And that's getting out of your comfort zone. And that's not... (laughs) <laughs> it's not comfortable. <laughs> it kind of hurts. 
That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, you don't make any changes physically or otherwise without being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm looking so forward to your workshop that starts tomorrow. We're going to put the link for registration in there too, um, just so that anybody who's listening to it can just click on it from the show notes. And like you said, um, this isn't something to listen to while you're working out. Really sit down, pen, paper, and take some notes and do the work. Because once you do the work, you can automate some of that stuff to work for you, not against you. That's right. I always say it's like the same. You can't read a book on Pilates and get rock and abs. You know, <laughs> it's like you have to get on the fucking mat. So it's, right? the same, it's the same thing with this. You can't just, li- oh, that's a good idea to speak nice. No, you have to get it out. On, and I have a whole workbook that I created for you where you can get it all out on paper. You'll have tons of actionable items to, um, to create some serious change. That's incredible. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Oh, it was a blast. Awesome.